It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Phillies podcast is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% pay back on your first play. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Locked On Phillies podcast. Today is Thursday, June 10th, 2021, coming to you on a day after the Phillies have a walk-off home run victory, the first of the season to take down the Atlanta Braves 2-1. And the story of the game was Luke Williams. You know, I was all ready to come here today and complain about another lethargic baseball game. It looked like it was going to be three hours that, for all intents and purposes, it's never a waste of time watching Phillies baseball, but felt like a waste of time. The Phillies had very little offense going in this one. They left runners stranded on base in scoring position in the first four innings, then didn't have a hit from the fourth up until the ninth. Andrew McCutcheon gets on with a walk late. And again, we'll recap this game as we always do in the second segment. But clawing their way back, only allowing one run. It was a very well-pitched game by Zach Eflin, and they were in it to the very end. And Luke Williams, how can you not feel good about Luke Williams. How can he not be romantic about baseball? This guy making his major league debut in Tuesday's ball game, getting his first major league hit on a bunt, and he basically got a little league triple out of it, advancing to both second and third base because the throw went down the right field line. He hit the double in this game in the fourth inning. And then again, the Phillies had no hits from the fourth until the ninth inning. He comes up and this is where, you know, I get a little a little bit of goosebumps, a little giddy thinking about it. Because Luke Williams growing up, he's 24 years old, I'm 23, not much older. Grew up playing the same era of baseball and all his little leagues and middle school and high school and travel and district teams that he played on. How many times do you think he has thought about coming up with a chance to win the game, thought about hitting a walk-off home run? Now, how many times do you think he thought about doing it to hit his first big league home run with his parents there. I mean, the story just keeps getting better. Again, if you're not familiar with him, he got called up, added to the 40-man roster this week. They demoted Scott Kingry off the 40-man roster. Luke Williams, who's been a prospect in the organization, coming off, I mean, talk about what a couple of weeks it's been for him. He just helped Team USA qualify for the Olympics this summer in Japan, and he might have actually played himself into a situation where if he's on the big league roster, he then won't play in Japan. They have alternates ready for the team. So he's been playing in qualifying games. Now he gets the call up to the big leagues. Heard him talk post game about how his parents who live out in California, who were just in Florida watching him in that tournament, basically booked a flight the next morning, first thing Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. to fly out to Philly to be for the game. They saw his first major league hit on Wednesday. They saw him hit a double, his first swinging hit in, or on, on, rather, they saw his first Major League hit on Tuesday, then they saw his first swinging Major League hit on Wednesday in the fourth inning, and he comes up on a night where, again, nothing is going offensively for the Phillies. He's got Andrew McCutcheon on base, and you know that entire, the entire stadium's thinking, like, what if he goes yard here? And his parents and his, his siblings are sitting there thinking, man, oh man, how cool would this be? And he actually does it. For his first Major League home run. Very, very rare. Uh, you know, I saw a couple of stats after the game just about how unlikely this is. It hasn't been done. A first major league 
uh, by a Philly. It's been, I believe it, this is now the fourth time in history. It hasn't been done where the first home run was a walk-off home run by a Philly since 1996. So literally in my entire lifetime, basically in Luke Williams' lifetime. That's how rare this is. Again, a scenario that I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's dreamed about just getting a hit and especially getting a home run in the big leagues. I'm sure he's thought about hitting a walk-off home run in the big leagues. Never in his wildest dreams would it ever actually happen on the same night. It basically bails out yet another day of negativity where we all would have felt bad about watching another Phillies team drop further back in the division, lose another series at the hands of the Atlanta Braves. And because of one swing off the bat of Luke Williams, they're now, they now have a chance to win a series against the Braves at home after a bad loss on Tuesday night, almost another bad loss on Wednesday night where basically nothing happened. And now they have a chance to win a series basically all because of Luke Williams and he's the hero. And this is the great thing about baseball. And here, here's the overall message I have today. Because again, there's plenty of days. I've done the rant plenty of times about how poor this team is, about how disappointing the offense has been so far this season, how this team has virtually made no improvement. By the way, Luke Williams with that swing, preventing the Phillies dropping to 28 and 32, which was the exact record that the Phillies had in the year 2020. So they are now a game better through 60 games a year ago, or this year than they were a year ago, basically because of Luke Williams getting all of their runs in one swing with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. I mean, you literally cannot heighten the drama any more than that. But this is why baseball is great. Because there's 162 games, and even when teams are disappointing, and I saw, you know, the, the interest with this team, it's at an all-time low. It just, it's just, frankly, not an all-time low, but it's very, very low. Saw a stat uh, tweeted out by Matt Breen, who, of course, has come on the podcast, uh, so friend of the podcast, and from the Philadelphia Inquirer, that this week has been some of the lowest full-capacity, you know, full-capacity-allowed crowds in the history of Citizens Bank Park, you figure Tuesday, there's a Sixers playoff game going on. But Wednesday, nice summer night in June against the Atlanta Braves, a division foe. And they got 13,500 people down at the ballpark because this team that was supposed to be a lot better than it was, the honeymoon phase with Bryce Harper, has certainly worn off. And it's just disappointment. People can't take more disappointment, more bad baseball in their life. But this is what's great about baseball. 162 games, so even in the middle of a disappointing season, there are still storylines and still feel-good stories you can take away. The story of Luke Williams, look, I don't know how good he's going to be in the big leagues forever. I hope he stays up at the big league level and has a nice long career for the Phillies for, you know, a really long time, right? But the guy's been in the big leagues two days. We don't know what the future is, but no matter what happens, no matter what happens the remainder of this season, I hope the Phillies turn it around, and I hope that Somehow, a game like this turn, turns out to be the turnaround spark in, in the video yearbook at the end of the season. We're all talking about how Luke Williams was this, the momentum shift this team needed to go on a run and make a push towards you know a ton of wins in a row, going towards the All-Star break, and this team finds a way to be contending for the postseason late in September. I really hope that's true. But even if it isn't, even if this is the disappointing season that I unfortunately suspect that it's going to be, the disappointing season that it's been so far through 60 games. No one can take this moment away from Luke Williams. No one who was at the game last night can take away what they felt when they saw the ball fly off his bat in the bottom of the ninth inning. Again, it was three hours of just lethargic baseball. They're losing one nothing. not a lot of action. You're saying, 
here's just another bad game. And those who stuck it out, those who stuck it around until the very last pitch with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning have this great story. And his parents will always remember that. Luke Williams will certainly always remember that. The post-game interview he gave, definitely go check that out. It's on NBC Sports Philadelphia's website. It's on NBC Sports Philadelphia's Twitter and Instagram pages. A very emotional interview. It's not oftentimes you see an athlete basically open up as much as he did, being brought to tears, just thinking about his journey to the big leagues, what's been going on in his life recently. And just, again, how it's right out of a movie script. His parents flew in from L.A., and this whole thing was straight out of Hollywood. It's very rare that things work out like that. Again, Thursday will be a new ball game. This weekend against the Yankees will be a new ball game. There will be plenty of more games throughout the course of the season, 102 to be exact. And maybe he'll go on to have a great season. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll get sent back down to the minors. Maybe he will play in the Olympics. Maybe he'll be in the majors, which prevents him. I don't know. But no matter what, this was a highlight in an otherwise disappointing season that because Major League Baseball has such a long a long schedule and because baseball is the way that it is, it allows for these heroic storybook not, I don't want to say endings because it could be just the first chapter of what is hopefully a long career, but storybook movie scripts that sometimes get woven in into the middle of a season. And it honestly, to me, makes it feel like the overall struggles of the team, it just, they felt irrelevant on Wednesday night. For just one moment in time, they, they did not feel irrelevant for the first eight and a half plus innings, eight and a half innings plus two outs. I was getting ready to rant about how this team just can't find ways to score any runs. But when that final pitch got thrown, when that, when that slider from Will Smith got hit over the left field fence by Luke Williams for one night in time, it, the struggles of this Phillies team, the struggles of Joe Girardi, the struggles of this offense, the struggles of this bullpen, everything really just kind of got put into perspective for at least just a couple of hours, not even 24 hours, because I'm going to be back at it today at 105. It felt irrelevant, and that's just the best way I can put it. It's not an excuse for what's gone on this year. It just means that there can sometimes be games that are independent, that almost sometimes feel independent of the season and the context they're in, just because of what a special, it's bigger than baseball, what a special human moment that was for Luke Williams, literally jumping up and down as he's coming around third base, high-fiving Dusty Wathen. He must have felt like he was on cloud nine, being brought to tears in the post-game interview with Tom McCarthy and Ben Davis, and then later in the press conference. You could tell he literally can't believe it, and I'm sure he probably didn't get any sleep last night. I'm sure his phone has about 500,000 text messages from every last player, kid he knew, coach, Everyone who helped him get to this point. It's a real feel-good story for someone who played baseball growing up and never getting close to the big league level, obviously. You know, when I was a little kid, I fantasized about what that would be like. And, you know, as you get older, you still have a love for the game. Even though most of us realize that's not going to happen. Well, for Luke Williams, that dream was fulfilled this week on Tuesday. His parents got to be there. And then on Wednesday, he got to fulfill basically all at once. First home run, walk-off win a game the Phillies desperately needed uh, against the Braves team. You literally cannot script it any better than that. And again, my overall take from this is that for one night, on Wednesday night, when the Phillies took on the Braves, that final pitch that got hit over the left field fence, it made 
the struggles of this team feel overall irrelevant. More of the Locked on Phillies podcast coming right up, but first, I want to tell you about Stat Hero. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention the experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. It's introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning it's within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shares their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. You name the stakes. Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports in the way that it was meant to be. One-on-one, mano imano. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds on the casino. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. One last time, that's stathero.com slash locked on. Also have to tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible. Rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, just like airlines do, rockauto.com is for everybody, does not require membership or account login. Go to rockauto.com, and it's a family business, serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. Again, rockauto.com, shop for the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Recapping a 2-1 to Phillies victory, which came, of course, the both runs came on the final swing of this game in the bottom of the ninth inning off the bat of Luke Williams. But some other things that need to be pointed out in this game. First of all, both starting pitchers went incredibly, pitched incredibly well in this game. Tucker Davidson for the Braves, only making his third start of the season and his fourth appearance in the big leagues. He goes six innings, allows four hits, zero, zero runs, excuse me. And the Phillies' offense looked pretty much off balance all night. I mean, they were putting the ball in play more than they have in a number of games this season. He only had four strikeouts, but a lot of in-play outs for the Phillies. And again, they allowed they got four they got four hits off of them. Most of that, all four of those hits were in the first four innings. And the Phillies stranded runner a runner in scoring position each of the first four innings could not capitalize. So they certainly had their chances, and then. Luke Williams, who had a double in the fourth inning, turned out to be the last hit the Phillies had until the bottom of the ninth inning when he hit the home run. So early in the start for Tucker Davidson was allowing basically a hit in inning and allowing runners to get into scoring, get into scoring position, Phillies runners to get into scoring position and would not allow the Phillies to capitalize. And then him and then a combination of the Braves bullpen really just shutting the Phillies down uh, up until Will Smith in the last inning, who of course allowed... Uh, the biggest hit of the game, which was a home run to Williams. Zach Eflin pitched very well in this game. He goes six innings, allowed eight hits, but just one run, seven strikeouts. But really the pitcher that needs to be highlighted for the Phillies and just emerging kind of out of nowhere for the Phillies this season has been Ranger Suarez, who has been 
an incredibly reliable multiple inning option here for Joe Girardi. He hasn't allowed a run. He hasn't allowed an earned run so far all season. And he hasn't, a run has not even been allowed in an appearance of his. An unearned run was allowed back on May 16th when they were in Dunedin. But his last couple appearances last night, he goes three innings, no hits, no runs, three strikeouts. Uh, a few days ago against the Nationals, three innings, no hits, no runs, three strikeouts. Back on June 1st in Cincinnati, two innings, scoreless, no hits. May 30th in Tampa, he only won a third of an inning, allowed a hit, no runs. Before that, went three innings, no runs, two innings, no runs, an inning, an inning, two and a third inning, no runs. This guy has been absolutely lights out out of the bullpen. And again, giving the Phillies multiple innings at a time, which in the case of where they don't have, they have a number of starters who can't go deep into games. He's come into a number of Spencer Howard outings where, of course, his velocity has been dipping in the third inning, and he's been able to provide uh, a decent amount of relief. Zach Eflin goes six innings in this game, and Girardi literally doesn't have to go to anyone else in the bullpen because Suarez, who turned out to be the winning pitcher, gets the last nine outs and gets the last nine outs without allowing a single base runner. I mean, just like nine up, nine down, no walks, no hits, three strikeouts, does it on 37 pitches. His whip so far this season, again, point, .49, has a zero ERA. He has been tremendous kind of over the past month for the Phillies here. So Ranger Suarez needs to be given some props for basically how well he has been pitching. Certainly not something that I saw coming. Um, and of course, he's been given chances in the big leagues in the past, appeared in three games last year, had an ERA over 20. His pitched back in the 2019 Phils was when he appeared in 37 games, had a 314 ERA, and then made his debut in 2018, four games, had an ERA over five. So it's not as if he hasn't shown flashes of being really good, but he is on a pretty good tear out of the bullpen. It's not often that you see a bullpen piece like this. I mean, he's on like a, I, I don't, it feels a little funny even to use him in the same breath or the same sentence as him, but he's on like a Josh Hader-esque tear here where he's just coming in and shutting down the entire lineup one time through every time he comes on in relief. And I hope he can keep this up because it's certainly been a huge bright spot for this Phillies team. And it's basically outs that you suddenly almost feel like you don't have to worry about. So huge night for Ranger Suarez. He kind of is the, not the unsung hero because the night belongs to Luke Williams, but kind of a very under-the-radar star in this game, I'll say, how well he pitched. And this isn't something new. He's, he's been doing it uh, for a little bit now. So hats off to Ranger Suarez. So an overall night where the Phillies, they got just a total of five hits on the night. The Braves had eight. Both teams committed an error in this game to round out the final box score. But the Phillies win this one 2-1, had four hits in the first four innings, left some runners stranded, didn't do a lick of anything on offense from the fourth up until the ninth. Andrew McCutcheon, uh, an under-talked-about aspect of this game, working a huge walk, and he, of course, was the tying run on that home run by Luke Williams, but working a huge walk with one out. And Reese Hoskins, a tough inning for the Phillies. Reese Hoskins strikes out on a fastball that he took that looked way inside, and Cowboy Joe West, who's everyone's favorite umpire, rings him up and didn't look like a strike. Tough call. McCutcheon works an eight-pitch walk after fouling a few pitches off. So good at bat by Kutch, who has, of course, been struggling recently, but usually puts together a competitive at bat. Gets one in a big spot there. 
Brad Miller pops up to second base on the first pitch, and you usually are reliant upon him to give you a good at bat. He does not. And again, down to the final out out of just a Hollywood storybook ending. If you could not have scripted it any better for Luke Williams to come up in that spot. And, you know, everyone in the ballpark's thinking it hits a home run, wins this one by a score of 2-1. to one. So, overall, a game that the Phillies needed feels like they, I mean, they need every game at this point in the season based on how they've been playing, but especially against the Braves to avoid losing the series in Game 2. They steal one, 2-1, and now go into the rubber match on Thursday with their ace on the mound, Zach Wheeler, who has just been appointment television uh, lately. I think I heard Ben Davis say that after the game, and he is correct. He has just been something else to watch. And so you, you suddenly feel good about the Phillies' chances to win this series, even though they were literally an out away from losing it on Wednesday night. And, and ho, how this can certainly turn the tables in this series and you know, hopefully in this stretch here for the Phillies, um, just based upon where they are at in the season. They go to 29-31. and 31. If you take a look at the NLE standings, the Braves, of course, drop back. The Mets got a blowout win on Wednesday night, so they no one made any ground up on them, but the Phillies making some ground up on the Braves. They are 29-30, Phillies 29-31, and they have a chance to jump into second place with a win on Thursday. We will, of course, preview that game, the pitching matchup, talk more about Zach Wheeler on the other side. But first, I have to tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams make their runs throughout the playoffs. Head to the website Use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. When you use that promo code Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent, that is, until I found... Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Taking a look ahead to today's rubber match against the Atlanta Braves. Again, it'll be Zach Wheeler going up against the right-hander Ian Anderson in this game at Citizens Bank Park. Phillies with a chance to win a series behind their ace. And Phillies coming to this game 29-31. and 31. It's game 61 on the season. Amazing to think that, kind of as I noted earlier, this yes, last night's game would have been the final day of the season had this been a year ago. And to think how poorly the Phillies have played this season and if they just had this record a season ago, it literally would have put them in the playoffs. And as exciting as that would have been 
and how that would have helped the Phillies reach postseason baseball for the first time in forever since 2011 if this happened a season ago. What a sham 16 teams in the playoffs were. Just as an overall baseball fan, it is a little ridiculous to think that other teams, and you know the Phillies included, could play this poorly and literally qualify for the playoffs. I think one of the beauties of baseball is that, again, it is that 162-game season, which we did not have the luxury of a season ago. And I get that things were different. They were trying out new rules. But I think, you know, in other sports such as the NBA or the NHL less so because I get there's more parity in that. But say the NBA or the NFL, which has begun expanding their playoffs and has been doing it for a while uh, as well, I've always liked the fact that baseball kind of stuck to the fact, you know, that you had to try and win the division. They added an extra wild card team back in 2012, right as the Phillies stopped making their runs of winning the National League East. But they only allow five teams out of 15 in each league, and it gives some real importance to the regular season, and it makes it can help you justify playing that 162-game gauntlet of a season. So I've always liked that. I don't think the Phillies, when I look at this Phillies team through 60 games, they certainly don't look like a playoff team. I hope they can reach that level. Not necessarily optimistic that they can, but to think that what they've done so far literally would have been good enough a season ago uh, it's just a little ridiculous when you think about it. But anyway, they are 29-31, and 31, trying to get their 30th win of the season and pass the Atlanta Braves in the standings. And they're, they're doing it behind their ace. Zach Wheeler, who has just been tremendous so far this season, coming off in a start uh, against the Nationals where he went 7 and a third, five hits, two runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. He's pitched... 82 and a third innings this year already has 100 strikeouts, and he's not even necessarily known as a strikeout guy. Certainly pitches to contact uh, a, a fair amount. I mean, recently he's really been getting high strikeout totals, but sometimes he'll go through an entire start, get six, seven, maybe eight. Well, his strikeout total, he got eight strikeouts against the Nationals. Before that, had a start down in Washington where he had four, or not down in Washington, against the Nationals where he had eight, down in Tampa where he had 14 against the Red Sox. He had 12 against the Marlins. He had 10. It's just been a joy to watch him pitch throughout the course of the season. And it's it's just really been a bright spot in this Phillies rotation. And the rotation that has been overall, you know, pretty good so far this season. But when you look at his numbers, I mean, it's just on another level. Again, a 251 ERA, his strikeout per nine total is 10.9, which when you compare it to previous seasons of Zach Wheeler, 6.7 last year, he did a lot more pitching to contact a season ago. Uh, he's really raised those strikeout numbers. Nine strikeouts per nine a couple of seasons ago. That was back when he's w- with the Mets. But usually it would ride around that eight to nine range. It really dipped last year, and he's taken it to another level. I've said it already. He's going to be if the Phillies might have a couple of all-stars, it still is possible. But Zach Wheeler, given that every team is required to have an all-star, I think is a shoe in lock to be pitching or on the team in Colorado come July uh, in a Phillies uniform. So he has been the, a flat-out beast so far this season. Feel really good about the Phillies' chances every time he's on the mound. But unfortunately, the Phillies have not always given him the run support, or give any of their starting pitchers, even going out to Zach Eflin and Aaron Nola, who have been the top three of the staff so far this season, the Phillies' odds statistically do not improve as much as you would expect them to when those three guys 
or on the hill. You're coming off a night on Wednesday where the Phillies offense basically didn't show up all night. They left a couple of runners in scoring position. They didn't have a hit for more than half of the game. And it wasn't against like some established major league starter either. So the offense definitely needs to wake up on Thursday. Hopefully they can back Zach Wheeler, but you feel like if they can get a couple of runs of support for Zach Wheeler, the odds of the Phillies winning this game is pretty, pretty good. Ian Anderson, he's coming off a start um, against the Dodgers where he went four and a third, allowed four runs. So he will be looking to bounce back a little bit here. ZRA on the season is 364. He has, of course, faced the Phillies a few times this season. Um, he went, I, I believe it was five innings in that first start against the Phillies where they won a, a low-scoring game um, with Zach Eflin pitching in that first weekend. And then down in Atlanta, he went five and a third and four runs was the box score I was looking at here. Five and a thirds, four, five and a third innings, four runs, five hits, one walk, six strikeouts. So a guy the Phillies are certainly familiar with, and then they faced him again on May 8th when he went six, allowed three. So it's not as if he has totally blanked the Phillies so far this season. He's been a pretty good pitcher and had success against the Phillies, but this is not unhittable, unchartered territory. They haven't seen him in about a month here, but the same is the, the case for Zach Wheeler going up against the Braves. So feel really good about Wheeler on the mound. It'll be a day game against the Braves, rubber match, Huge for the NLE standings. Huge to try and get back into second place. Huge because this would be their second series win in a row after having not... They did it back uh, May 11th, 12th, and 13th. They won two of three from the Nats. Hadn't done it since until this past weekend when they won two of three from the Nats. And it, you think about what the odds of them winning this series were when Luke Williams came up in the bottom of the ninth with two outs last night what the odds were that the Braves would win two of three here in Philly, and now how the odds have changed just because of one swing and the Phillies having one of the best pitchers in baseball right now going on the mound uh, on Thursday against the Braves. It certainly has turned the tides, and I just, the key to this game, it, it seems very, very simple, but the offense just needs to give a few runs to Zach Wheeler, and certainly that, that could very well be good enough. You feel really good about him going deep into ball games and keeping hitters off balance inning after inning after inning um, for the day game on Thursday. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on Twitter, myself, at Dan underscore Wilson 4, and, of course, the podcast page at LO underscore Phillies. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked on Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport, with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.